Hey everyone, welcome back to The Wicked Ones. This is Tara. And this is Jen. So, what's going on? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, it's been a little while. We took a little break, but you know what? It was much needed. Oh, so it, we needed that time between New Year's and Christmas where it's all a blur to oh, yeah. try to keep it together. So it was nice to have that, that little break and then we can come back even more more prepared. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more well-rested. A little bit. Yeah, probably not, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> if we didn't take that time off, it would even be worse. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was all uh, it's good exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was really nice just to do some family things and to try to enjoy. It just felt weird, right? Did this does this year just feel weird to you? Like this Christmas season, the the New Year's. It just I don't know. I mean, it was Christmas, and it just didn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. Not quite. It was still wonderful and we had a great time, but you know, just even yeah. on Christmas day, I was like, this is just off, just a bit off. Everything. I'm not sure if it's the kids getting older or I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like as they get older, the dynamic and yeah, I agree how the day too. goes is a little different as well. Mm-hmm. Like the season, they're not as excited yeah. about yeah. certain things now I feel like we're doing some of the traditions like by torture yeah Sally I think you're right and there's less toys requested this year you know and yeah, it's, it's just of, different I don't know um but that's all right we'll embrace yeah. the change and now we're on to our new year and mm-hmm. some resolutions and goals yeah yeah oh you had me take that enneagram is that how you pronounce it enneagram test enneagram enneagram yeah yeah I believe. Okay. Test. Yes. And, uh, what were you again? I was a seven. I mean, I was an enthusiast. Yes. The enthusiast. Mm-hmm. The forever optimist. It's mm-hmm. so true. And I'm a loyalist. So I'm very much the catastrophic personality in the, uh, in the relationship <laughs> here. But it did say that we work well together. Yes. Because I'm very grounded and you're yeah. very lofty. So so I help you kind of like look on the bright side and you yeah. help remind me that like shit just doesn't work that way, Tara. Like yes, you can't yes. just be like, like it's all do- great. It's going to be wonderful because you have to have a plan. And I'm like, wait, what? what yeah, plan? yeah. We're not going to get all that done in two hours, Tara. I'm really sorry. We sure got to pare that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think our, um, that was interesting. I was shocked at how accurate it was in the way that I could describe you even in situations and your reactions and how it was you crazy handle right? yourself. It was mm-hmm. very creepy. Yeah, yeah. But I was so, happy to hear we complimented you. Yeah, we Because that would have been bad if it would if it told we us. We do. Did different. you get my text after? Because we weren't together. No. It was like around Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. were like, read this. It's it's how we interact, and I loved all the positive things. And then I was like, you know what? The negatives can suck it. They're not real. Right. <laughs> your your optimism again uh-huh. like came through. You're like, those aren't true. I don't believe it. <laughs> yes. Steve, I made Steve take it. He is also a seven. Which is oh, no surprise. Okay. No, no, no. Billy is probably closer to where, where you are. Yeah. Steve, I mean, the world could be imploding and oh, Steve's yeah. just like, oh, that's going to be all right. You know what? Let's grab some food and <laughs> let's relax. Like nothing <laughs> rattles him where no. I am like Mm-mm. in high no. five alarm fire mode yeah. all day, every oh, yeah. day. You're like ready for the disaster to strike. Yes. You're, but you're always prepared. It's amazing. But I also, um, this, this six moon five as it is, has the highest level of anxiety. Like 
Which I can see yeah. that because I'm always like mm-hmm. on edge for what's going to happen next. Like I always feel I have to anticipate yeah. what people are going to do or say or think or what's going to happen in the situation. So you're always yeah. just stressing yourself about the next instead of just sitting I mean, back hopefully and hopefully my personality helps you with that anxiety a little bit, but... As far as mine goes, it said I just avoid all negativity whatsoever. So in it doesn't that situation, exist. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exist. I'm like, Tara, the house is on fire. No, I don't think so. No, no. We're just going to walk no, over that's here. That's right. It'll keep us warm. <laughs> <laughs> the house is burning down. It was cold in here, so We needed good. a new wing over there anyway. It's totally fine. We'll just rebuild. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so. did you pick your word of the year yet? No, I haven't. That's all right. But I'll, I'll, I'll think about it and I'll have it next time. What, what's yours? Nourish. Oh, that's a great word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So nourish. My plan is, and then I broke it down even further, like I'm going to nourish my body because I need mm-hmm. to get my shit together in that aspect and nourish relationships and nourish my home. I've kind of like broke it down into separate goals. That's awesome. I... Uh, six wing fives are also obsessive compulsive. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, you know, I could just like wing it and give you a word and be like, my <laughs> word like, for the year uh, is going this to be. This one sounds good. <laughs> but I'll think about it just for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, so it kind of goes along with what we chose, right? For what our topic for January is, you know, new year, new you, transformations, doing better, that kind of a thing. We wanted to come up with some stories that kind of reflect that and maybe also teach a lesson behind it so people can be more careful absolutely Mm -hmm. I think that this is a time where people kind of go into those areas where they're trying to feel better whether Mm -hmm. mentally or physically and it's a nice time to have a clean slate it's new year so you kind of focus on those things yeah so today I'm going to tell you about the scandals surrounding the founder of Bikram Yoga wow okay Bikram Chowdhury have you, do you know anything I don't, about I don't know. yoga? Well, I mean, I do, I know about certain yoga, well, I know about hot yoga, I've never done that, scary. <laughs> I so, avoid that negative situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know anything about this one. So hot yoga is kind of a branch of, of Bikram yoga. Okay. Bikram yoga started in the 70s, and it's a, the classes are standardized, so they don't change. Every class is the same, every single time. No matter the location, no matter the teacher, they run for 90 minutes. Okay. So you know what to expect every time you go. 90 minutes. (laughs) 90 minutes. They run for 90 minutes. They always consist of the same 26 postures and two breathing techniques. It's a fixed sequence. Really? What do you even need a trainer for? I don't know. That's a good question. It doesn't tell me that. The room is heated to 105 degrees Fahrenheit. You'd die. Yeah. With 40% humidity. And it's really, they say that's intended to replicate the climate of India, but also because if your body is warm and your muscles are warm, you can kind of push yourself a little bit more, uh, I guess, yeah. in those poses. That kind of makes sense. I mean, I mean, I guess as an athlete, they're always like, warm up, stretch, warm yeah, up. Yeah, so I mean, it, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, the walls are of the room are covered in mirrors, which I feel like is normal for most yeah. workout exercise type classes. There's yeah. always mirrors everywhere. So you can um, see how bad you're doing? Yes, right? <laughs> My posture's perfect. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh. Um, and the, the rooms uh, are carpeted. Oh, okay. Must have carpet. That's like kind of gross, right? Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. There's So you're 
a carpet. Like everyone's dripping. Yeah. How sweating. do you clean that? You don't. Because I'm like, where's everyone's yoga mat? I had to figure it out. <sighs> so yoga mats didn't come out <gasps> until the 1990s. Mats. So it's just a stinky carpet? Yeah. This is in the 70s. Yoga mats came out in the 90s. You didn't even have a yoga mat. You were just on a towel on the carpet, like getting it wet with your sweat. Yeah, that's nasty. Right? I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so students are not adjusted by the teacher because, you know, in some classes they'll walk around and kind of adjust you, but they're expected to adjust themselves by using the mirrors. <laughs> is it bad that all I'm thinking of is that, what was that couples retreat? <laughs> oh, yes, guy. when they're in there. Wearing like the speedo and he's like, this is how you do it, you know? And he's so like, this, this, that's yeah. kind of the way Bikram was. Yeah? He wore a speedo. Okay. All right. Oh, stop it. What? No, you, just listen. You're going to, you're going to love to hate this guy. So what's unique with Bikram yoga is that it has its own teacher's training. And you cannot teach Bikram yoga or have a studio without the training or their approval. So they even will help you pick out the location. So you can't just... And you also can't offer any other... Like, you can't teach any other kind of yoga. This is it. Wow. It's Bikram yoga or no yoga. Wow. So it's kind of... The teachers are taught the exact standardized dialogue to run the class. Like I said, it's the same 90 minutes, 26 postures, two breathing techniques, and a fixed sequence, exact dialogue. Like how you point your fingers, everything. Uh, And then if you want to become a Bikram yoga teacher, it will cost you between $10,000 and $14,000 for the nine-week training course, which is held... In hotels for nine weeks, these people go for nine weeks in hotels, and they just do the same thing. They over do and over. They do that same class twice a day. No thanks. I get upset when we go to spin class and we hear like <laughs> the same shitty music, and I'm like, God, when is this going to be over? Right? No. Like, as soon as we'd start, if the teacher had bad music, we'd just look at each other like, oh this God, is going to be a long one. longest class ever. <laughs> Uh, the franchise, Bikram Yoga just blew up. People were super excited because it's the opposite of everything that yoga is supposed to be. Yoga is supposed to be like relaxing and yeah. spiritual. Bikram Yoga is like hardcore, right? It's 105 degrees. They're pushing yeah. you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Now, I remember back at, around this time when a bunch of people at work were taking I don't know if it was hot yoga or Bikram yoga. So you can have a studio that's hot yoga and just do yoga in a hot room. Okay. okay. But if you have Bikram yoga, it has to be taught in this exact sequence. The room must be 105 degrees at 40% humidity. Like, you have to have all these rules and regulations to follow. But there's hot yoga Mm -hmm. where it's whatever yoga they want to do. And maybe it doesn't have to be 105. Maybe it's only, like, 96. So anytime you see a class that's called Bikram you know it's going to be this exact Class. regimented, that's it. Correct. Okay. Do they still do Bikram yoga? They do. So, like I said, it blew up quick, like, all over the world. Mm-hmm. In 2006, there were 1,650 Bikram, Bikram yoga studios around the world. Wow. It declined kind of quickly. Today, there's only 350 Bikram yoga studios in the U.S. and then 600 worldwide. California is the hotspot where there's 85 studios alone. I'm not surprised by that. No, no, it's very LA. Yeah. 
The crazy thing is, is that everyone has to pay Bikram an annual royalty buying into a franchise. You have to you have to pay him every year to continue. And this is the guy. His name is Bikram. His name is Bikram Chowdhury. Okay. And so you have to pay him every year to use his copyright and his trademarks and continue doing his Bikram yoga. So he, on average, makes about seven to ten million just in royalties. Just in royalty payments from the studios that are currently open. Wow. He's, uh, as of two years ago, because they don't update the site that often, he was uh, worth about 75 million. Wow. Okay. And he's 76 years old now, so he was 74 then. Now he's 76. But he is a total slime ball. Uh, so let me tell you about this slimy little creature, Bikram Chagri. He was born in 1944 in Calcutta, British India. And you know that I can't get into the story without some history because oh, that's no. who I am and I must have all the facts, <laughs> all the knowledge. So he, you know, he's just a storyteller. He's a, he's an embellisher. And his early years and his story of discovering yoga is unbelievable. Literally Literally unbelievable, unbelievable because it's not true. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I read it and I'm like, there's no way that this can be true. And later I find out it's not. So he claims, and I've, so I'm also obsessive compulsive. So I watched a million of his interviews on YouTube and he tells the story so many times. He's such a douche. So he says he's five years old and he's playing ball on the streets of Calcutta. And the ball lands at the feet of Bishu Charan Ghosh, who is like the yoga guru oh, okay. of the world. Like, oh, he started yoga. Big like, guy. This yeah. is, okay. At this time, Ghosh takes Bikram under his tutelage and he begins to study and practice yoga at the age of five oh. with Ghosh. Hours, doing hours a day, and he quickly became the star student. From there, Bikram went on to win the National Yogi, Yoga Championship for three consecutive years. I believe he said 10, 11, and 12, or 11, 12, and 13. Or did he? Wait, there's a yoga championship? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you do? I guess you hold the poses for a while. I'm not sure. And then people judge you and like hold up numbers and stuff. And if you get the highest number, you win. I guess. I guess there's one in the U.S. too. I didn't look too much into it. No, I need to look at this because that just sounds. Like... Well, I can't. I don't have the. Can you imagine? Me- I don't have the mental capacity. <laughs> right. Watch that competition. Everybody's got to hold. Hey guys, like, we're gonna put on the yoga championship now. We're gonna hold Grab this warrior finger. pose for seven minutes. I just don't have the mental capacity for it. I really yeah. need to start doing it because I... Oh, you mean like doing it yourself? Yes. Oh. I, I thought oh. you meant watching it on TV. I'm like, well, that's probably why no. we don't see it. On, I didn't even know it existed. No, no. It's, it's just, not an Olympic sport, I don't think. I, there's, there's a, when you get into this, these people are yoga real. Oh. Yoga's a life. Like, oh. legit. There's okay. yoga. To all you yoga people out there, I commend you because... Oh, I think it's great. I mean, I actually like doing the yoga. I know you don't. No. I enjoy it. Like, mm. when I feel like I really, like, I'm I sore, my muscles. I think I would it. like Bikram yoga because mm. it's Because painful. it's regimented? Well, it's painful. Like, <laughs> oh. it's not spiritual. It's not like, take a deep breath and yeah. feel the stretch. Yeah. He's basically telling people, he, like, name calls them and stuff, and oh. it's hot and it's intense. Yeah. 
it's a different, everybody has a different workout style. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I don't feel pain and exhaustion yeah. and feel like I'm going to die, it didn't happen. No, and I, and I, and I get that because I am that way too, but I would do, so whenever I would do the workouts and stuff, sometimes I would do the yoga, like maybe 15 minutes of it just to kind of like stretch and like get my body ready. Or if I just felt like I needed something like light that day. But I'm with you. If I'm but it not didn't count. Sore at, right, right. Like I would do it on count. a rest day, but it still didn't count. Yeah. No, that, that makes, yeah. So I you get know, what you're saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. If like, I'm not eh. sore, I'm pissed. I'm like, yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't, you know, work totally. hard enough or I didn't lift enough or something. Yeah. So he tells this story in an interview about how the people were upset because they were saying if Bikram was in the competition, no one else could win. So there's no point in anyone competing. And that's what he said? Yeah. Bikram wins everything. He talks about himself. He also has that personality where he talks about himself. In the third person? Yeah. You know the personality. He's... I do. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. (laughs) So because of him, they had to change the rules of the National Yoga Championship. So you can only compete once. Oh, oh, because of him? Because of him. Because they were worried he was just going to win every year forever. Every year. Now, what is Bikram to do? (laughs) He wants a name for himself. He wants fame. He needs to be known. He's this all-powerful teen. He needs to train people because he's the new Mr. Miyagi of yoga. He's such a nut job. Oh, my God. So he starts, he decides, you know what? I'm going to be a weightlifter. So What? I know. Okay. The story, we should, after this, we should watch the interview. Please, you're, can we? You will die. <laughs> I brought chocolate and wine. Yeah, we'll watch it. So he is 1960 India's number one weightlifter. He's set to compete in the 1964 Olympics, and he is, and I quote, 110% I'm going to get a gold medal. That came out of his mouth. 110% I'm going to get a gold medal. 110%. Ego yeah. much? Mm-hmm. So he's training for the, the Olympics and his catcher, what they call a spotter, right? Drops a 465 pound uh, weight on his left leg, crushing it to 100,000 pieces of dust, he says. <laughs> this guy, it's almost, it's just comical like right. to listen right. to him talk. Dust. Dust. His leg is dust. And the doctors want to cut off his leg. Obviously, he can't complete, compete in the Olympics. He ignores the doctor, and he goes back to Ghosh, where he does yoga with Ghosh between 8 to 20 hours a day, whatever it takes. And in six months, he's healed. Oh, that dust just came back, right together, back together. Came right back together. And this is the miracle that led him to want to share yoga with the world. Are you kidding? No, I'm That's not kidding. That's his story? That's his story. Now, this is a great story, and he, he's pretty convincing when he when he tells it. When he was trained for years by Ghosh, uh-huh. the yoga guru. But what if I told you the National Yoga Championship didn't begin until the 1970s? Bikram wasn't even in Calcutta anymore when it started. You know what? If you're going to make up a story, you at least have to be there. It at least right? has to be happening while you're, like, in the area. Mm-hmm. So he apparently didn't run this story by anybody. Well, he got away with this for a long time because there was no internet. Oh, So yeah. his story it's started hard. falling apart later on when people started putting dates together, questioning mm-hmm. his integrity. 
So he was already out of Calcutta when, like I said, when the National Yoga Championship began in the 1970s. And How old he, was he? Um, at that time, so he was born in 44. So he, so he was, was like 25. Right. Yeah. So when he, yeah. Well, his age, that doesn't even. No. And then he didn't even attend Gosha's College of Yoga mm-hmm. until he was a teen. And he didn't even study yoga when he was there. He studied massage, massage and weightlifting. Okay. He's just full of shit, this yeah, guy. Yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. But he tells this story when he comes to the U.S., Thinking nobody's People love chat. that. Right. He's in, he, he shows up in L.A. And this yoga guru who's been trained by the best since he was the age of five. Oh, yeah. That was a good place for him to start. Sorry, California. You guys No, are, but they... They're really into that stuff. Yeah. And they're, like, organic and healthy and anything natural. And I'm sure they were, like, you are our king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he want And his goal was to be popular and share yoga with the world. And he started out in the beginning when you look at him, he's got this... Really tight body, and he's very clean cut. Mm-hmm. And you look at him as the days go on, or the years, I should say, and he just turns into this just round slime ball. Like he loses all of his hair on the top, but he's got the side that's long. It's gross. Oh, no, no, not one of those. Yeah, I think they call oh, it a skullet instead of a mullet because he doesn't have any hair on the top, it's on the sides. It's a skullet, I think they call it. That in itself is tragic. It's, he, but he, in the beginning, I would believe it because he was super fit and he would walk around in this black But you would have to be, you would have to be, you would have to look the part as well. People would have to be like, I want to be like that guy. I want to look like that guy. Mm -hmm. Or they're not going to do it. But it's almost, yeah. So, okay. So he started in Japan. So he went from Calcutta, he went to Japan and he was there for a while, and, you know, it was obviously it was cold, so he started using these heaters to heat it up and then noticed that that was helpful for the class, and then he eventually decides that he wants to recreate, right, like I said, India's climate because he feels like that's the ideal temperature for people's yeah. bodies to stretch, blah, blah, blah. But, so he worked with a lot of celebrities, and he really did, he had a presence, but he claims that his first celebrity he worked with was in 1971 in Hawaii. And guess who it was? It was in 70. 71. Hawaii. Like Elvis or something? It's Elvis Presley. It really? Yes, you got it. I oh knew my. you would get that. Oh my gosh. Elvis Presley was his first celebrity that he worked with. In 1972, he worked with President Nixon. Oh, okay. okay. And he helped President Nixon to heal from phlebitis thrombosis through this yoga. I what is that? I don't think I know what that is. So it's like, um, like your, no, your superficial no. vein in your leg. So not your deep vein. So if you have a deep vein, you have deep vein thrombosis. Oh, and that's, that's right. going to kill you. Okay. But superficial is like your greater saphenous vein or like a varicose vein okay. that gets inflamed and it gets clot in it. Oh. Um, he claims that they were going to amputate Nixon's leg. The story, once again, you can listen to the interview. It's yeah. totally over the top. Uh-huh. I don't know how true it was. I, Again, this happened in a time where you couldn't verify facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's it, hard. When you said that, you had to like reset my thoughts on all of this because I had I had to remind myself too that okay, this is the time where you could say things and people you, would believe yeah, it. Yeah. So he claims that he never applied for a green card, but because he helped Nixon, that Nixon just sent him a green card and was like, "Good oh. come you're in." <laughs> okay. Is that insane? I don't know. So apparently he saved President Nixon's leg. 
Okay. Next stop is San Francisco, where he meets Shirley MacLaine. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he starts out in a small room in California, and he's doing his yoga classes, and he literally has a box underneath the chair for donations. He wasn't charging for the classes. Mm -hmm. You just left a donation when the class was over. And Shirley MacLaine was obsessed with Vikram. And quickly told him, this is not how things work here in America. You need a plan. And helped him get established and start charging for the classes. Got him on the Carson show. Oh, okay. And just boosted his career into, like, stardom Mm -hmm. instantly. It's all about, you know. Oh, yeah. I I don't... She loved him. She talks, too, about how much she, she thinks he's amazing. And then in 1973, he decides that uh, he's going to open Bikram's Yoga College of India in L.A., which is, like I said, the perfect oh, location. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, that's where you start. Everybody wants to be on the next fancy thing or popular thing. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like and- juices and... And, like, all those, you're right, you're, you weren't cool unless you were doing, like, those grass shots of wheat, whatever. Like, lemongrass. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't know. It, but he, like I said, it was, his class was very theatrical, and it was, and it was forceful, and he, did, he wasn't even, I think from what I read, celebrities really liked it because he didn't take it easy on them because they were celebrities, because even though they were celebrities, he still didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he would, he would call them out. He'd be like, okay, black shorts. He called people by what they were wearing. Yeah. And they really enjoyed that. So he would walk around the class in this tiny black Speedo and his man bun. Oh, my God. And Maybe Justine and Jason should... Bateman yeah. used to go to the class with their dad. Oh. And Justine would talk about, uh, in one of the interviews that I, I listened to, she talks about how Bikram would call one of the kids up to like massage him like his his shoulders or something while everyone was coming into the class to warm up and everyone thought they were cool because Bikram chose him to you know him or her to come yeah. up uh and she said you know Quincy Jones was in the class Martin Sheen Candace Bergen Raquel Welch Sean McEnroe I, I mean I can go on and on and on with okay. the celebrities that took these, this class it's yeah it's insane well and that's why people were quick to jump on board because I mean they want you know how it is mm-hmm. if somebody these are the people in the limelight and whether you know they like it or not whatever they wear or do or eat is like you know Mm -hmm. people want and people genuinely said that they felt good they they were talking about how it helped them in their best shape so madonna even came out and she said that she no longer like lifted weights anymore or anything all she did was this yoga yoga. and that also boom madonna's doing it oh yeah that's it over uh then he decides that he's gonna he wants to reach out past like the beverly hills la and he bonnie lee jones was another person that loved him okay and she helped him write a yoga book in which she got one percent of the proceeds i bet she wrote the book like he couldn't even speak hardly any english yeah except for his yoga and I guess in the book, I haven't seen it, all the positions are celebrities. Pictures really? of celebrities. So I need to get this book because well, I, I need, need to see it. it. Yeah. 
Um, he decides that he's when he's ready for marriage, he returns to Calcutta, you know, his homeland, yeah. to find a wife. And when he's there, he sees Raja Shri, who is only 19 years old, and she is actually competing in the National Yoga Championship. And she has won, she won for four years in a row. So is that why they changed it to only one person can win? Or, <laughs> well, you can only compete I, once? Apparently, that was probably not the case and that never existed. Yeah, I know, I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, but this is, so he, he finds her, he falls in love with her, so he says. And he brings her back to the U.S. And now he's almost, he's creating this, like, authenticity, right? So mm-hmm. he says he's this yoga guru from the age of five and now his wife is this yoga champion over years so they're almost like yoga royalty Mm -hmm. they're creating like this empire oh yeah yeah. um but she was 19 and he was 38 it's really gross it's really gross i don't i didn't like that no ew I should also add that when he went back to Calcutta to find a wife, he actually had an American girlfriend. He did? He did. And she was in their apartment, and he showed up with... Like, he was living with her? That was kind of serious? Washed, yeah, he showed up with his new wife, Rajashree, and then that's how she found out she was out, and Rajashree was in. Oh. He didn't even tell her. He just shows up with a wife. Was she also 19? I don't know. I didn't I didn't explore that. That was actually something I didn't write down, but it just goes into his like oh, his douchiness. Yeah. Just to give you more of an idea. Yeah. As if it wasn't bad enough already. Exactly. <laughs> uh like I mentioned, Raquel Welch was a loyal uh attendee to his his yoga classes and in 1984 as well. She put out Total Fitness. It's a workout that's identical to Bikram's 26 poses. It almost copies what he says exactly. Really? We have to watch it. You will die. Okay. It's funny because it's 1984. Yeah, yeah. And he's pissed. He, so he sues her for copyright infringement and he wins. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he did. That You can't it, do it, that. It was... Yeah. No, and it was identical. Even the other celebrities who took his classes were like, oh, that's familiar. Exactly. <laughs> they, um, again, in one of the interviews that I listened to, they played her instructions and then Bikram's instructions, like, mm-hmm. back to back. And I was like, turn your left foot. And she was like, turn your left foot. She, you could almost line it up. There was no denying that she copied him. She was like, you know what? I'm an actress. I can memorize my lines. I I'm got gonna this. do this. I yes, this. but you can still find the video on YouTube, the Total oh. Fitness. So yeah. I, we'll do it. We'll get in our yoga gear <laughs> and we'll get our mats out. Not the, you know, not the carpet. I don't know if the room will be 105, but we'll try it. We can try it. <laughs> and he sued her, and he won, and he won just a ton of money. Oh, we don't know how much. It's never released. Oh, it's like. And the files are closed. Yeah, There's no closed. way to find out. Mm-hmm. But he used that money that he he won in his lawsuit. This is so American. I, I, I know you're going with it. As soon as you told me he won a lot of money, I was like, I know what he did with that money. He built a house, oh. actually. Oh, 
That's not what I thought he did with the money. <laughs> what did you think he did with the money? I thought he started, like, his whole, like, business of, like, getting the studios and, like, you, like, cla- like a place for classes and people to come and then, you know, to yeah. grant you, like, oh, well, you can now have your studio here. You know? He Well, he gets into that, but he actually uses all this money to build, like, this giant house. So now he's kind of playing the part, right? He's building this yoga empire and he's mm-hmm. now able to kind of co-mingle with the celebrities because he's starting to get well, yeah, that you know, status. Party at his house and he's starting like to get that status. Playboy Mansion style. He also at this time tries to copyright his his yoga. Mm. Okay. In general. Which isn't granted but people were talking about you can't like they were saying you can't copyright yoga. Like you came mm-hmm. up with the idea to do it in these certain poses. Right. And like the yoga in general is and the just standardized, but yoga's yoga. You mm-hmm. can't make those poses yours. Right. Okay. But I could see, I guess, a little bit of his fear, knowing that this other celebrity uh-huh. essentially could have ruined him. He realizes that they need to build their empire and that he can't teach all of these classes on his own. Mm-hmm. He needs okay. he needs teachers. So in nineteen ninety-four, the first Bikram teaching training is launched. And there's about 30-something people there. By uh, the year 2000, they're doing two trainings a year with sometimes 500 students. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. I got to say, it's a good idea. That was a good idea. It is. But they're paying ten to $14,000. To become certified? To become certified. Okay. To be able to have a studio, all you're getting is the piece of paper saying that you can teach it. You're not getting, and that you, and you can use his, to do it, and right? you can use his trademark. Yeah. But, so, that's at least, so if there's $10,000 and you're 500 people, if you're on the low end, he's making $5 million twice a year for just his teacher training. Mm-hmm. That's insane. So, like, this is a cash cow. Oh, yeah. And his wife was also there, and people really liked her because they kind of balanced each other out. She was, they would say she's always like, soft smoke, soft smoking. Soft smoking. She was, she was <laughs> soft smoking. Uh, so people really loved that his wife was there because it was giving them a sense of family. Mm-hmm. She was very soft and quiet, and they always said she smelled like lavender, and he was more aggressive and kind of boastful and loud so they so balanced everybody each other out got like a little of what they wanted they yeah. really they really liked that feeling so she a lot of time would do part of the welcoming at the teacher training and they she would tell everybody how their family and you know everybody's family now and you have us and really that sense of community yeah, that's important that to, people like, yeah. really mm-hmm. want yeah Oh, yeah. Well, no, I can see where that could be a huge factor. A lot of people feel like they are looking for a place to belong. And this is exactly what it... Yes. So, like, it almost becomes cult-like. because, And then Bikram would come on and he would tell them how yoga is is life-changing. And most of the people that came to these classes, they had something going on, right? So, it was maybe they had some anxiety or some mental struggles or people talk about having back problems or hip problems Mm -hmm. and... The, the reason they ended up wanting to be a teacher was because this yoga changed their lives. Mm-hmm. So now Bikram's up there and he's telling them 
you you now have the power to change the world. It's your job to go out there and share this with people. And that's that's heavy. That's huge. He was godlike. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's just like, now I bestow on you this power to and be... And almost, it's yeah. you're obligated to do this. You, yeah. you, are, you are being selfish if you don't share this. Share your gift with the yes, world. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was very manipulative. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I can see that. And he had lots of rules. So you can't go to the bathroom during class. You can't drink water. He hated the color green, so you couldn't have green. What? You couldn't wear green. You couldn't have a green water bottle. You couldn't have a green bag. No green allowed. Okay. Weird. The water thing's really weird, too, especially since it's, like, hot in there. Well, the beginning of this class, he would say, welcome to the torture chamber. Okay. I guess you knew what you are signing up for. And people loved it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be pushed. It's mm-hmm. weird, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, so at these teacher trainings, there would be two yoga classes a day, a morning and an evening. And he would always teach the second class. Okay. His and, wife would do the first? Or another, or a senior, else. like a senior teacher. And the classes, like I said, are brutal. No water, no bathroom breaks. But he was very vulgar about it. Like he was, basically he told them to tie off their penis and put a cork in their vagina because there's no going to the bathroom. Wow. And this one lady talks about how she tried to go to the bathroom uh, because she had gotten her period and it was literally like going down her leg oh and there was gosh. someone at the door yeah. that was like, no, you can't come out. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. It's there, very, there's emergency situations. Yeah. It's oh, weird, awful. weird, but you know, yeah. he wasn't, there's no potty breaks. He was very right. vulgar right, and raw about the whole situation. I, and then you would meet again after the last class, everyone would have dinner, and then they would come back to hear Big Room Lecture again. He loved himself. I was going to say. He, he would just talk like about anything. He would up. talk about himself, how he's the best, and he never lies, and he never does this, and you have to trust the process, and, you know, he's the best person in the world, and he had the hardest life, and his mom beat him, and he never sleeps. It was insane. People loved it. I don't, you're in a cult. Yeah. Call your dad. Call your dad. <laughs> I And then after all of this, he would invite attendees and certain staff back to his room. Which could sound dangerous. Yeah. But his room was also like his office. He would have the presidential suite. So I didn't know where you were be, going with this. I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, no, I'm going there. Okay. I'm going oh, exactly oh, we're there. going there. We're going there. So he, it was his office, it's where they would have meetings, and then he would also invite people back to hang out. So you really didn't know what you were getting into. Like, yeah. We need to have a little check-in. Sarah, Jessica, Rebecca, I need you to come back to my room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aww. He's gross. So they would well, watch. you know, people in power, they take mm-hmm. advantage. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. It escalates. Them. So even during... So it escalates. And so in the beginning, he would kind of walk around and he would sit on a little mat in the class and he would, it gets, as he gets more popular and more powerful, he eventually has like a throne built, a chair. It's actually elevated above the class. It's elevated, right? Because it's elevated. And it also has air conditioning vented into it. So he's sitting up there yelling at people 
with like cool air blowing on them and people are passing out, like peeing themselves and throwing up down on the bottom. Oh, and then he would call people up to massage him like before and after. Massage his feet, massage his hands, brush his hair. And this was like something that people probably were excited to be called they up to were. do. So they're like, yes, there's so much. So like I said, okay, we'll backtrack. So he'd invite people to come up to watch like Bollywood movies. Uh, they would give him massages, brush his hair. It's so gross. They, he would, they would do that during or after the classes as well. But there's a lot of controversy surrounding this because some of the attendees will tell you these women were groupies. Okay. They okay. would flock to him and throw themselves at him. You you can see that. So. Well, he was a rock star, but this is yoga. Yes, he was He was the rock star of yoga. Yeah. It's weird. And yeah. so when you hear these stories later about the scandal, these ladies were, I'm not surprised, these ladies were throwing themselves at him. Yeah. Everyone wanted to massage him. Everybody wanted to touch him. Mm-hmm. You know, what did they think was going to happen if you went back to his room? So there, there's <sighs> a lot so of controversy weird. about the situation. It's weird, though, right? It's, I'm not massaging anybody. Like, I don't want to touch don't you. That's brush gross. his hair? Yeah. Oh, vomit, right? Vomit. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? But they talk about how even some of the celebrities that I heard speak about him, they talk about he has just this commanding presence. Mm-hmm. And he could command a room that people felt they were speaking directly to their soul. Like he was harsh, but he was honest. And I mean, he would call people fat and he would make fun of them. But they said they could feel like he could sense if they were being fearful or lazy mm-hmm. and if they knew they had more in them. So some of the people that I listened to were saying, he did say those nasty things to me, but it also pushed me to a level that I didn't know I was capable of. So they appreciated it. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So they were, they pushed themselves to a place that they didn't know they were capable of. And without that, they wouldn't be able. It's a very drill sergeant, right? It's, like, it's some people thrive on that, right? Mm-hmm. So some yeah. people, yeah. some people would be like, F you, I'm out of here. You can't talk to me like that. And yeah. other people. Well, it's kind of like, I mean, I definitely equate it to when I'm in a class or I'm in a setting where there's like other people and teachers calling you out. Cause we would do that, you know, at spin and stuff like that. And it, Oh yeah. It, I was on my game. I mean, yeah. I would look at you like, I don't know if I can make it yeah. 25 more minutes. Right. And I would push myself. And then to they're the like, max. Hey, red headband. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Where, where are you at with your numbers? Oh. I'm like, Oh my God, what number? What <laughs> Which number mean? is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and then he would even say if he noticed someone was disgusted by them calling him fat or he would tell people, he's like, oh, you need a pedicure. He was, you should hear the things that he says to people. So, but he was like, I already have your money. I'm not going to lie to you. You paid me to be here. Okay. That's a psychological twist there. You he's know? very. But it's true. It's so true. And then he basically tells you, if your friend's not telling you you're fat, then they're not your friend. Your friend needs to tell you they need to be honest with you, and I'm going to be honest with you. So, he's... But the members of the yoga community in India were not happy with him. They were not happy with the representation that he was giving yoga. Because that's mm-hmm. not the way it is there. It's very yeah. spiritual. and Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. And, like, calm and mm-hmm. relaxing, and he's... Taking it, but he he was like the bad boy of yoga. He even called himself like the new American yogi. Oh, 
Oh, started doing these interviews with Bentleys and like Rolls Royces, like all pimped out, like leaning on the cars. Oh my he, I want to see all. You of have this. to see it. It's mm-hmm. so entertaining. And then there was this one interview where he, he talks about how like they ask him how life changing Bikram yoga is, yoga is, and he says, "I don't even sleep. I never sleep." And she's like, "You never sleep." And he's like, "I I don't sleep." And she, he's like, "She's like, you have to sleep." Mm-hmm. everybody has to sleep yeah. everybody needs to sleep he's like oh i i don't sleep i maybe sleep three hours a day that's it that's all i need because i'm always going 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 no one can do life like i can no one can no one can do the things that i can do it's insane these <laughs> interviews I'm huge yes yes <laughs> no one can do it like i do it <laughs> yes it's that ego oh, it's yeah. it's yeah. big but i don't know if he had it he's obviously an egomaniac yeah but I don't know if he had it from the beginning or the American culture helped him, helped him develop become it. that way. He's overall, he's I just mean, a total slime ball, this guy. Vikram, mm-hmm. you might have done amazing things for people, yeah. but you're gross and you're nasty. That's my opinion. <sighs> no, he obviously changed a lot of lives. In the end, I'll talk about why it kind of. I get it. I waver a little bit in that pat in that point, but I think he's disgusting. And I and I and I'm just I'm sitting here listening to you tell me all of this, and I have got I have my research ready for for my story as well. And it's just so there's so many similarities. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, you could almost take out so many different oh. characters and pop it into this role. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's faced lawsuits alleging sexual harassment, assault, racism, homophobia. By January of 2014, there was five women that were suing Bikram with allegations including sexual sexual harassment and sexual assault. There was two lawsuits accusing Bikram of rape. There was also other accounts of sexual battery, false imprisonment, discrimination, and harassment. And then one suit even describes him um, hosting a cult-like atmosphere where they claim that members of his inner circle would help him select the women that he felt were weak. Oh. Yeah. They were targeting people. It's gross. Yeah. Um, the first lawsuit was filed against Bikram in 2013, and this he was accused of rape and creating an intimidating atmosphere in his classes similar to a cult. So the victims that came forward, there's actually six of them. One is uh, still Jane Doe. She's Jane Doe. There, there was originally three uh, that came forward with their name, and then there was three Jane Does. Mm. Jane Doe number one and two eventually came out with their name, but Jane oh. Doe number three never, never, never has. Uh, the first victim to come forward was Sarah Bond, and Bikram first pursued her at a teacher training. So she was there. She was inspired by yoga. So she found uh, this Bikram yoga in 2004 when she was in her, when she was about 20. She was in her second year of college and she was battling scoliosis. She was having a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. And after a few of the Bikram yoga classes, she began to feel better. She eventually started going to classes twice a day. Uh, This changed her life. Yeah, that's amazing. Good for her yeah. in that respect, yeah. Right. So she felt compelled to mm-hmm. become a teacher. So she dropped yeah. out of college in Washington and she moved to L.A. to learn from the Bikram best. himself. Yes. Because yeah. that's the only place he can go to learn if you're going to do this. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, Bikram actually approached her within the, f- the first five days of her training in 2005. And he called her into the office. So after the class, he was like, I need to talk to you. Can you see me in my office? And mm-hmm. she thought she had done something wrong. She was so confused. But she went there. She shows up and he just says, should we make this a relationship? What? Wow. So that... J- okay. And then he says, I have never, never felt like this about anyone. And she's like, wow, I've taken your class for what? Five days. I'm so confused. So she, she was really put off because she looked up to him so much yeah. as yeah. this leader. And she actually went to the staff there and told them... Told them what happened. He solicited her. And they basically said, the staff member told her, do what I do. You have to separate the man from the teacher. Okay. And she's like, okay. So she stayed with it because this is what she's going to do. She dropped out of yeah. college. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is her life. Gosh, and this is so, it's so how it is, right? Because you... On one hand, like you have your morals and you have you know what's right from wrong, but at the on the other hand, you're like, holy shit, I put my life savings or I dropped out of school. This is or all I, I did, have. This is what I have, and you're like, I can't doubt myself. I got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And this is when the bad decisions start. And it spirals, right? So yeah. she she stayed because this is what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. She can't. She also can't come home and tell everyone she quit because Bikram himself made advances at her. Number one, she doesn't think anyone's going to believe her. Yeah. Everyone's going to think that she just quit. And and that was her excuse and she's lying about it. Yeah. So she sticks with it. And she eventually, she even attends Thanksgiving at Bikram's home that fall. And that night after his wife went to bed. Because remember, you can get the certification, but if he doesn't give you permission to have that studio, you're out. Okay. Because you need permission to use his trademark, his copyright everything so he would actually he's a bad man so she's at his house and he invited his house was open this is not abnormal either because it sounds weird that she's going to his house for thanksgiving Uh he invited all of his staff to his home all the time okay because his wife was the vp they constantly had staff yeah and did his wife know this was going on i don't know we'll talk about that a little bit too and uh so she goes there for thanksgiving after um his wife goes to bed she says that he came up from behind and pressed his penis into her leg. And she told him that she was not interested. And he replied, you will never be a champion without me. Oh. So she was also... That is like... She was also in the National Yoga Championship. Like, she was competing. That was one mm-hmm. of the things she was working towards. She was doing the competitive yoga. And then, again, in 2008, while she was in Acapulco, he... Uh, trapped her in his hotel room and pushed her up against the door and was like rubbing up on her and she did manage to get out um but she wasn't allowed after that she was like blackballed she wasn't she couldn't teach any of the advanced seminars um and the studios even were discouraged from from hiring her that's awful that's awful and it sounds very hollywood Right? It sounds it's like really what... It's really sad. And then she really even sad. told people later, because she was helping train other people, mm-hmm. other up-and-coming yogis for competition, and she would tell them, I didn't succeed because I wouldn't. I didn't sleep with Bikram. She was honest, and yeah. everyone would just look at her. So she was like the first Me Too 
but yes, right? yeah. So he's like the Howard, yeah, Weinstein, Weinstein of, of yoga of, of yoga. Well, yeah, and right because you we all know like Howard Weinstein had these women that would probably throw themselves at him, well, and they then, wanted to be in their movies, and they wanted to do this, and they wanted to, do, and they, it's so weird. They were and then when they told, get one that says no, they're like, what? What do you mean? This isn't the way it works. So. She, and people were like, after all of this comes out, they were like, she told us she didn't make it because she wouldn't sleep with them. But we never really thought about it and what that meant. What that means, yeah. And she still continued to teach yoga because she felt that she credited it So she didn't do Bikram yoga, but she just did yoga in general? She did Bikram yoga where she could. Okay. But then... And then a lot of people say, so this happens in 2005, 2008. Uh, she doesn't come out until 2013, which then everyone's like, why is she coming out now? What's going on? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the reason she came out is because a woman was leaving her class and told her, you inspired me so much that I want to be a teacher. And she wanted to protect other and people. And then she... Right? Yeah. She... That's when she was basically like, oh, shit. Like... This sweet girl is going to go to this training and she could end up just in the same position that I was in. So she said she couldn't live with herself knowing that she was allowing this to happen to other women. It took her that long Mm -hmm. to come out. Right. But you always wonder, why did you sit on it for so long? I can understand why people said that. But I, but I get it because she's just, she's, she's probably thinking I'm just this one girl and every time I told anyone that was connected, I was brushed aside. Nobody I don't know attention. if anybody cares or believes me. I mean, you have to feel so small. You do. You do. Uh, the next person I'm going to tell you about, Jill Lawler. So she, again, was at the nine-week instructor training course. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all pretty Yeah. the same. They were saying when they read each other's stories how he even said the same exact things to them. I, th- I feel like most of these people have like a, whatever they feel like is going to work, then they, they, they figure don't that out it. and they, they stick with that. That's like their, that's their MO, yeah, right? that's their lead. Like that's that, that line do. works so mm-hmm. they keep it up. So she was at, um, you know, the instructor training course that was in Vegas in 2010. She was only 18 years old. And she had actually took the money for college to pay for this yeah. this course. She had convinced her parents to let her yeah. take the money. Uh, so she was at an evening meeting with Bikram. He had asked her to come back to the hotel room for a meeting. And she was massaging his feet. And then he put her hand, his hand on her leg and then tried to put his hand inside her pants. And she was... Like, whoa, she freaked out and she took off. Okay. And then she told other attendees at the training about it. And they were kind of like, yeah. Oh, they were like, yeah, what's the big deal? Well, they were kind of like, yeah, that that happens. He's like that. So they're basically (sighs) saying, like, you need to stay away from him. Don't be alone with him. So obviously this worked for him a lot. Yes. And, okay. Yes. And then she felt really alone. She didn't want to continue. It's the same story again. She didn't yeah. want to continue. She felt gross. This person she looked up to, she just took her college money to come here. But then what was she supposed to do? This was going to be, once again, this was going to be her life. So she went back in. She was taking the classes. And she was right. She was in the class. And 
it was before the class started and Vikram was trying to be funny and like making jokes and he kept on looking at her. So she was giving him dirty looks. Like she wasn't laughing at his jokes or she was being very defiant, like mm-hmm. acknowledging what he did. Yeah. So after class, he came and pulled her outside and told her, um, you know, he apologized, but she was so beautiful that it made him feel intoxicated. And that was his line. Mm-hmm. He would tell all of them, there's nothing like this has ever happened before. I promise it won't happen again. Blah, 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 blah. He, and then he would continue because he would pick who would massage him. So he continued to pick her to come and massage him oh, before and after the classes. And she felt like she couldn't say anything because she would make a scene. Like, no one ever said no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's He's a monster. It's, he would he humiliate knew. people. He, knew he did. He had them. He knew he had them. Yeah. So Back then, um, about a, a week later, Vikram insisted that Jill and company into his room, where he eventually he raped her, unfortunately. And he also just demanded her to say disgusting things like, Vikram, you're the best. And it was, I'm not going to go into oh. too much of the story, but her story is absolutely horrible horrifying that sounds the things terrible. that he did to her and she never told anyone but after that she had to she broke up with her boyfriend because she just couldn't live with herself yeah and she couldn't tell anyone and she couldn't tell him and she just so she broke up with her boyfriend she continued to take his classes and he would or finish the training and then he started body shaming her he started like calling her fat and like all these names during the classes she ends up with a uh, eating disorder. She, it's so bad. This poor, poor these all these poor women. Yes, oh it's God. a very but he and it's all these women that are. I don't want to say weak, but their circumstances allow him to mm-hmm. do these horrible things. He, they endure it because they don't feel like they have any yeah. other choice. Well, it makes me think when you said that he had people helping him, it almost makes me think that they he looked background. into, I was just going to say, yeah, looked into their background, knew her finances, knew what she mm-hmm. did to get there, and knew that she couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So the sexual assault happened again um, during that, another time during that Las Vegas trip. And then also it happened a couple of other times. She eventually goes to India. And works with his niece at one of their Bikram studios in India. And she feels like at least there she's far away from Bikram. And that Mm -hmm. she can do what she feels she's led to do without him there. But his niece was actually really mean to her. And would tell her that she needs to lose 10 pounds by this date. And all of these things. And then guess who shows up? He shows up there. It's crazy. That so, is crazy. You didn't. He didn't have enough people to torture. Right. So he shows up there, and um, he ends up assaulting her again because he asked to speak with her and he wants to apologize and blah blah blah. And obviously, it doesn't end that way. No. And so she never, and she never came forward because she just felt this was her life, and she, he had been known for taking people off the list for employment. Mm-hmm. And she thought she was going to lose her job and she wouldn't be able to do this anywhere else. Yeah. And what is she going to do? Yeah. So she actually 
Sarah, the first woman who came forward, actually came forward a month after the last time that Jill was assaulted. Okay. And, and she Jill, sees this woman come forward. She sees this woman come forward. And as soon as she comes forward, Bikram starts calling Jill repeatedly. Won't stop. Incessantly, incessantly, incessantly calling her, calling her, calling her, calling her. So she finally answers. And then Bikram's like, oh, how was my favorite most favorite teacher, instructor, all these things. Do you need anything? Ew. Because he ew. knows. Gosh. He knows that she's gonna, she's gonna come out. So she's like, no, I don't need anything. I just need to go home. So he ended up flying her home from India. Mm-hmm. But it's the opposite. And this is really actually, it almost made me cry. So <sighs> Jill was not inspired by Sarah's story. Because Sarah was able to say no and fight him off. So she felt She like... felt weak she... because she wasn't able to fight off Bikram like... the way Sarah was. So it didn't empower her to come forward. It made her more ashamed to know that he tried this with someone else and that person didn't let him get away with it. It's... But she did in a way. She let him control her. Like, she might not have been raped by him, but she let him control her. Like, she didn't come out right away. No, she, no. You know what I mean? But that's what she was saying is, like, I hope Jill realizes now it's it wasn't her fault. No, it's, it's crazy. It's not it's, your fault. It's not your fault. You did not ask for this. You are a victim. No. And then, um, well, not only that. So I talk about six girls here, six women. Mm-hmm. We know there has to be... He worked with oh. hundreds of thousands of women. There's no way that this is the only six. No, no. Of course not. There's there's no way. Uh, next is Larissa Anderson. She was 22, and she got into uh, Bikram yoga with, through her boyfriend. And then Bikram and her boyfriend had kind of a falling out, and Bikram basically told her, you need to choose. Like, if you choose him, you're out. You're done. So she goes over to the house one night, has dinner with the family, wanting to talk to Bikram about everything. After Rajashri went to bed, he, you know, starts kissing her. She tries to fight him off. She tells him no. He ends up raping her. And then after that, so she pretended like nothing happened. The rape happened. She never told anybody. She just went about her business then she ends up in 2011 they're at another she's a teacher so she's teaching now she's not actually a student at the teacher instruction and he asked her to come to his room and massage him so he does she does it and then he keeps asking her to go higher and higher in his leg right because she starts Mm -hmm. at his feet and oh yeah he knows he He knows knows, and then he tries to go higher and higher and higher and then she says no, and then he tries, you know, he tries to rape her. She ends up getting away. But then after that, she had her own studio. He took her studio down from, like, their website. Like, if you looked up all the Bikram Yoga Studios, she's gone. Okay. She doesn't exist anymore. God, what a, what a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, this well, the guy thing is, is just. People are, I mean, he's not going on there and deleting her website, you know, or removing her. Other people have to know what he's doing. You would, you would think. 
right? I can't then imagine, there's... though, being somebody that works for somebody like that and being okay with it. And you're I... just as guilty if you know about it. I and know, you're but doing I think he did this to everybody. That I, like I think it. everybody in his around him lived in fear of what mm-hmm. he was capable of doing to them. Well, he could, like you said, he could blackball them, and think, and then they were thinking, I'm going to be on the street, I'm not going to be able to, I can't, what am I going to do next? Yeah, it's... It's awful. It's a weird, it's a weird... So there's three other women that come forward. They come forward as Jane Doe mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Jane Doe 1, she does eventually uh, come forward with her name, Maggie Gaffner. And she alleges during her teacher training in 2011 that Bikram attacked her in a hotel suite, his hotel suite that she had, she was supposed to clean. She was supposed to go and pick up after him because, you know, that's what everyone does. Oh, God. And he, so she said that he pulled off her pants and that he forced her to perform oral sex before raping him. But it's the story, if you read the transcript, it is a hundred thousand times worse than just that Mm. um he would call he was calling her names and he was forcing her to like look at his penis and look how big it is and just it was it was terrible the things that he was doing and saying and then he also as he was raping her he was forcing her legs in different yoga positions and laughing and telling her look you're a yogini and it was a, it's a disgusting. If you read the transcript, it's, it's completely terrible. But So he like overpowered these women mm-hmm. and did these things and, oh my God. Yeah. And this not only happened once, but twice to her. Um, then Jane Doe number two, she eventually came forward as well. Uh, Dana McGowan. And she went to... Bikram's room after one of the yoga retreats mm-hmm. to talk about a business opportunity that he had said he needed to speak with her about, but quickly realized that it was a mistake. But he didn't even try to uh, persuade her. He just attacked her and oh. took off her clothes and raped her. And she went back to her room and was talking with her roommate, but her roommate convinced her not to tell anyone because... This was a really expensive retreat that her boyfriend had gifted her. Oh, wow. What the hell is wrong with people? It's bad. If my roommate had come back to me with that story, I probably would have... Oh, my would've... God. I would have went to the room myself and been like, we're going to talk about this. Then we're going to call the police. Yeah. Because I just can't control. Like, Right. No. It's, right. No, no. We're never staying quiet about anything. We are shouting from the rooftops. Yeah. What a piece of shit you are everywhere. I don't care if anyone thinks that you're this amazing. He actually, and we'll watch some of his interviews, but his interviews are terrible. He actually talks about this woman, uh, the other one, Maggie Mm -hmm. Gethner. Mm -hmm. And in one of his interviews, he's like, oh, did you talk to Maggie Gethner? I wouldn't touch her. She smells. What? Yeah. Crazy. And randomly in an interview, he just says that. He's gross. No, so he's vile. He's very vile. And like I'm pissed off right now listening to this story. Like I, like my face feels hot and like my body I'm this is just Well and it's sad because all of these women are in position this one is like 
pretty, this one is one of the worst, Jane Doe number three. He just, these women were trying to make something out of themselves by something that they were inspired by, which is not easy. And he just destroyed them with that. And I just, people talk about too how they have these, or even a celebrity that you think is completely amazing and you look up to them and you idolize them and then you meet them in person they're an asshole right and you're crying you know and then you're yeah you know what i'm talking about like you see that in movies or you realize that they're not the person or you hear an interview from what's his name remember we thought he was so cool and then he's this you hear this homophobic rant or he's yelling at the cast like a psychopath and Yeah. You thought they were... And you're like, you're dead to me. Mm-hmm. And you've disappointed me because I thought you were amazing and you suck yeah. as a human being it's, and I, don't deserve. And I feel like that's very yeah. similar to what these women... Yeah. But they also... I mean, ten to $14,000, that's someone's... I mean, he he was in control, though, of, like, their future. And that's... Ugh, that's just... It's bad. It's really, it's just really bad. And it goes along with how some of these things just, there needs to be some regulation and some, like, some, some checking on the checkers. <laughs> like, what well, am I trying to is, say? Well, you know yeah, what I'm saying, right? I mean, these things are happening. So he starts, he comes here in the 70s. But, I mean, Jane Doe number three happened in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's when her assaults. That's 10 years ago. That's not that long That's ago. not at a time where we should be. Pretending like things didn't happen. We were no longer, I don't want to say ignorant, but I just feel like it's a time where we should recognize these things yeah. more. 100% agree. Yeah. Jane no. Doe number three, she never reveals herself. She's still to this day Jane Doe mm-hmm. number three. She uh, was raped by Vikram three separate times between 2000 and 2010 between April and December. Uh, so she was actually at teacher training on a scholarship, so her fee was waived. Okay. Not good. Oh, okay. Right? Like, so knowing him... He sought her out, probably found her before she even knew who he was, and offered her the scholarship, right? So she went Did he do this him? for other people, too? Were there know. other scholarships out there? I don't okay. know. There could be. I, I didn't look like into that. I feel like I'm talking for hours, so oh. I could go on forever. But she went up to him to thank him for the scholarship, and he invited her back to mm. her room. Uh, and that's where he, she said he knew exactly what was happening at oh. that point. He pulled her in. He kept on saying... You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. Just one time. Your dreams wouldn't come true if it wasn't for me. So we should just do this one more time. And she kept on saying no. Obviously, mm-hmm. he raped her. And she she was just devastated because this person gave her a scholarship. So it was, oh, it was very, yeah. once again, like God-like yeah, to her. It was, yeah. he was giving her an opportunity to make her life better. And this is what she was going to do. So she pretended like nothing ever happened and she was going to keep teaching yoga. This was her dream. It was, she came from a very poor, traumatized background. Mm. So she was going to stay the course and she was going to yeah. finish the training and she was going to, have a studio. Well, then Brickroom invites her to Los Angeles to work at his headquarters, which 
And all of these women felt like they had to accept all of these things, right? Because if she said no, yeah. and no, I want to open my studio over here, and he says no, that's it. He owns mm-hmm. Bikram Yoga. You can't. He owns you. At that you point, can't do anything. Right? He that's decides. How they felt. Yeah, he says, "Well, there's no need for a studio there," which there probably is, but he's controlling and he's not going to. So she, they never acknowledged what had happened. He invites her to work at the headquarters in Los Angeles. She still sees this as an opportunity. Uh, she said he was very professional about it. He made it clear that she was going to be on the payroll, what her role was going to be. But then he also put her up in housing. He gave her an apartment. Mm-hmm. So he actually um, ended up raping her twice in that apartment. She said she never came forward because no one would believe her. She felt everyone was hypnotized by him and that she was poor. She had no money. Yeah. This was it. She didn't feel like she had she would be to out stand on, on. She would be mean, out in the street. Yeah. Because he was paying for her housing. She was on his payroll. But she didn't have anything. Now, the crazy thing is, is that the Los Angeles district attorney declined to bring any criminal charges against Bikram. What? Not one. It's There's never been a criminal Who charge. Who is this person? I don't know. He's not going to have a lot of fans. Or she. I. So all the cases end up in civil court. There was not a single criminal charge that was brought against him. Wow, I'm I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. And the big question is like, why, right? So yeah, if these things are happening, why are people still still going back? Also, they felt like people, women, were making sexual advances even towards Bikram to for their own advantage. So there might have been other things that were going on. Mm-hmm. So that when these women, things were happening, no one really yeah, believed them. You know, and it makes me just, I get that that was going on, but I'm, I'm thinking of this guy who probably has, like you said, people throwing themselves at him and yeah. probably willingly People are excited to brush things. his hair. Gross. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So he's, and he still was disgusting enough to have a need to overpower these like he it's it's almost like he right like the serial killers that we talked about he didn't kill anyone at least that I know of yet but he needed that power trip he needed that he wanted them to fight him well he he would say crazy things to these girls he would say how his wife doesn't have sex with them and a man his age if they don't have sex they'll die and he again with all making Like, all these yoga references and your body and this. And he was manipulative in so many different ways. It's just disgusting. There's one woman that actually got her day in court with him. She wasn't one of his sexual assault victims. But um, Minakshi Jaffa Baden, she was known as Mickey. Mm -hmm. And she actually served as his head of his legal and international affairs at his yoga school between 2011 and 2013. And she filed a lawsuit against Bikram in 2013 after she was, according to her, abruptly and unlawfully terminated from her position. So during the two years that she worked there, she said that she was both the victim of and the witness to Bikram's just, and I quote, severe, ongoing, pervasive, and offensive conduct towards women, homosexuals, African-Americans, and any other minority. Bikram created a hyper-sexualized, offensive, and degrading environment for women 
by, among other things, demanding that female staffers brush his hair and give him massages. I just can't even imagine agreeing to do these things. No, and she, so then she confronted Bikram right at the same time as Sarah came out. Okay, okay. With her allegations and the lawsuit. There was also other things that were happening behind the background, and she went to Bikram, Mickey went to Bikram, and basically said, look, don't have women back to your room, and we won't have these problems. Yeah. Right. Just don't do it. Yeah. And then she was let go. She, you know, he was going to do what he wanted to do, and no one was going to stop him. Uh, January 2016, the jury awarded Mickey... $924,000 from Bikram in damages, finding that Bikram acted with malice, oppression, and fraud. So he had threatened to have her and her son deported. He he basically said he was going to ruin her. And that's... The fact that he was in a position of this power and abused it the way that he did just... It's disgusting. It's disgusting. She was further awarded an additional $6.4 million in punitive damages. Good. She's never received a dime. Wait, what? No, he's he can't stop there, Tara. So two years after the first lawsuit was filed in 2013. So in 2015, Raja Shri finally files for divorce citing irreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. The divorce was finalized by May of 2016. Rajashree was awarded the houses in Beverly Hills in Los Angeles and some of the luxury cars because that became Bikram's obsession was the cars. He had fleets of Bentleys and Rolls Royces and that became like his like his status of success and Mm -hmm. was these cars. Uh, And the settlement also made sure that Rajashree was dismissed from any financial responsibility in Bikram's pending or possible future lawsuits. She's getting away Mm scot-free. She's not going to have anything to do with anything. Her life goes unaffected by what her husband did. Like the money he owned Mickey. He gave the money to Rajashree, and now he's got none. So everyone thinks it's just a business deal. Mm-hmm. They just did it to protect his protect all of his finances and, and his money. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna ask you if she ever came forward to talk about anything that she had suffered, but it sounds to no. me like she's probably getting everything that she wanted and more. I don't think and, I don't know if she suffered no. anything. I mean, they had two kids, and I think they. She was just like you do you. You and do you do I'm I over me here and. Me. and Show up to do our thing together, and it sounds like they kind of live separate lives. Mm-hmm. Like so, a business deal. Yeah. Like a business deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he actually fled the U.S. after a warrant was issued for his arrest. So in May of 2016, right after the divorce was finalized, he fled to India, where he began to open yoga studios. In October of 2016, Bikram's attorney, attorney notified the U- United States government that he would not be returning to defend himself on further pending cases. He's out. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't either. <laughs> right? And we and we can't go get him. Apparently. There's nothing you can do. No. Yeah. He also decides that he's going to do this interview 
2016 on Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. This is another one of the YouTube favorites that I watch. Yeah, and he, oh, he's such, he tells Brian Gumbel, why would I have to harass women? People spend $1 million for a drop of my sperm. What? I don't know. Is that not the craziest? Is that another made up story? I, I hope people aren't. If, if he's getting a million dollars for a drop of his sperm, he really should pay Mickey her money because he should yeah. have enough by now. Oh, yeah. And he calls all of his accusers trash and psychopaths. He's terrible. Um, in May 2017, a judge in Los Angeles issued a warrant for Bikram's arrest on the grounds that he fled the country without paying mm-hmm. any of the $7 million yeah. that he owed. They found luxury vehicles and some other possessions that they had moved out of state and without permission. So he had been moving things and doing things behind the scenes that no one knew about. And then in fall of 2017, he filed for bankruptcy of the business. So he bankrupted his Mm -hmm. big room yoga Mm -hmm. of India studios, his business. So he shouldn't be able to use that mm-hmm. anymore. Okay. Now, during this time, between 2017 and 2019, you can actually track him on Instagram, on his children's Instagram accounts, because he's seen on there, in Thailand, in India. Okay. So he's still around. Yeah. He's living his life oh, like yeah. nobody's. He also is still having teacher trainings. With many, many people, I pulled it up. I watched people are posting live videos of them at their teacher trainings in Spain and in Mexico as of 2019. Wow. Mm-hmm. But he's now the bald with the. Well, yes, now he's bald. The... He's, he's not fit and tight. And I mean, he probably doesn't, if he did a man bun, it probably covers his bald spot. But yes, he has no hair on the top. He looks old and gross, like slimy, yeah. like, yeah. maybe because I know as much as I do, but he just yeah. looks disgusting to me. So as of February 2020, this is the last update I could find on him. He is now on the run from creditors. Uh, he's hiding from his arrest warrant and he's trapped in Mexico. They seized his passport in Mexico because, so... I saw his one of his trainings. The lady posted this video mm-hmm. at the Princess Mundo Imperial Hotel. He bailed on the bill. He owes the hotel $180,000 from his nine-week training course that he had there. He's never oh. paid them. So oh. they took his passport. They oh. won't let him leave. Okay. So he can't do anything. His attorney told, um, he made a statement that they're trying to get the funds together necessary to pay off the hotel bill so right now he's trapped in in mexico he's also in trouble because he is still using his bikram yoga of india trademark even though he's bankrupted it he's still using it he's still business as usual which you can't do but apparently he's doing it is that not just Rules don't apply to No, it just insane. seems like he's it's... like, oh, well, you you look that way and I'm going to go over here. And right. Then, you know. So they did find uh, the U.S. Department of Justice appointed a trustee to help track down some of Bikram's access, assets still here in the U.S. 
And then Mickey, she also hired her own uh, private investigator. And they recently uncovered a fleet of Bikram's cars that had been secretly transported to a, to a warehouse in Miami. Ooh, good. So they uh, those cars are actually currently being auctioned Stick off. Stick those guys on Nikam Auctions and yes, get they, your right? money. So there's 22 yeah. cars that are set to be uh, auctioned off. And they're saying that this could be bring more than $1 million back, which obviously isn't a lot, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's got a lot of shady stuff, but it takes so much time and energy and money and resources yeah. just to go but after that. Screw one you! Guy, You're stuck in but... Mexico. I think that's funny. Oh, I think that's great. Just, I'm sure it's not a glamorous life because oh, you can't. No. I don't see anything. So where is he? Where did they? Where did they put him in Mexico? I don't think he's like being detained. Like he's or not anything. like in a Mexican like, no, prison. No, no, but he can't anything, leave anything, but he because can't. he doesn't have a passport. Yeah, he's got to come up with the money. They're not putting him in a Mexican well, prison because they want him to yeah. come up with one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So is his ex-wife going to help him bail out of this one? They don't ever. You know what I they mean? don't mention her at all. They don't. Like I'm curious. We're gonna have to follow the story. Know. But the good thing happens. is, is that all six women that brought these allegations against Bikram, they all settled out of court. Mm-hmm. They all did have a civil suit. But, like, they all said it's not even about the money. Yeah. It's the fact that they need to stop this man from doing this to other women because even though these things are happening, there's still women signing up for these freaking teacher trainings in other countries in Spain and Mexico. I know, it's crazy, right? Because you... This is the age of where you can find this information. At your fingertips, it's, it's there. And when I was looking, there's still a lot of controversy and there's a huge, there's a huge ray of responses from the yoga community on how they feel about this because some people are just diehard Bikram followers. That's it. They're all in no matter what. They're like, we don't care. It changed our life and it's amazing and we'll always be Bikram yoga. Like if that happened supporters. to you, it's because you let it happen or you, <sighs> you know that. And then there's some people some... need to find an excuse to keep doing what they enjoy doing. And some are like it's okay. Not it's okay, but we th- we knew this was going to happen. We knew that Bikram was a douche. But you know what? Bikram changed my life, and it's still changing other people's lives. So I am separating Bikram the yoga from Bikram the man, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep doing this. That sounds like a mantra that these people um, have adopted. A lot of people dropped the Bikram, and they're just doing hot yoga now. Mm-hmm. They changed it. But now they can't teach Bikram yoga. You right. can't teach his 26 poses, whatever. And then there's other that are completely torn uh, because they know this isn't right. And they don't want to support him because as long as you have a Bikram mm-hmm. yoga studio, he's still getting money from you. Yeah. I was going to... Okay, that was my next question. So he's still getting royalties. I was wondering. Can't, but can't... How does that work? I don't know where they're going. You know what I'm saying? Freeze yeah. those assets. Yeah. I don't know if Raja Shree's getting them. I don't know what, where, but he's still, that seven to 10 million is what he's earning right now. So other people. Well, somebody else must be getting it if he doesn't have the money to get out of Mexico. Or is that just a story so he could go, you look over here in Mexico while or maybe I go over here. He's like, yeah. Or maybe he's like, it's okay that I stay in Mexico because. Then I can't go anywhere else and you can't come and get me. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But, and there's other people, you know, Bikram yoga is their life. This is all they've ever known. So to, to stop this and switch to something else, they're going to, they might lose their clients. They might, 
They have to find different instructors to teach at their studio. So is is definitely still a hot topic in the yoga community even today, even though it started so long ago. But I wow. So I don't I'm really I'm like, was he always an egomaniac? He had to be because he just came straight out of the box. With bullshit stories. Yeah, I was going to say. He started lying from the get-go. It doesn't sound like he ever had good in... I, I mean... No, I felt like he was willing to do anything that he had to... To, to get to the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you know all of that came... Comes from Bikram Yoga? No. I'm still thinking... My coworkers who who went to yoga back at this time when it was huge, I couldn't get into the class because the class was full because yeah. that it was so hot. Like, hot and hot, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I couldn't get into the class, and they were going to it. Oh, yeah. So I never ended up trying it, but... I remember when it was a big deal, and I know I wanted to try it, too, and I don't know why I didn't at the time, but I didn't, and... Yeah. So, we'll have to see. This isn't over, obviously. He still owes these people money, and bless those women that came forward, and I hope that they can better their lives... And can heal now that yeah, and hopefully, like I said, hopefully they feel now like they realize it's not their fault. They, Mm -hmm. they, I hate hearing that people feel like, like ashamed and that it's it was their fault and they chose to like Jill. Yeah, that makes that was really that was really sad when she was talking about that. She had nothing or no one to turn to. She was just oh god. You know what? I hope this jackass gets what's coming to him. Come on. You yogis, you gotta believe in karma. You would think so. Why hasn't it bit him in the ass yet? Or maybe it has. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mess around in Mexico if I were him. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I would just He just should pay his bill and get out, even if he's mm-hmm. gotta come here, because I don't think they're very very friendly yoga guru or not i don't know that they have this i don't know that the same rules apply over there (laughs) as everywhere else so i would agree with that so that's my story oh i appreciated it that was really good i now i know the background and now we have to watch all these videos and youtube so there's a there's a netflix documentary i believe it came out in 2018 there's a 30 for 30 uh, ESPN podcast mm. where I think there's five segments where they talk about uh, Bikram Yoga. Okay. Uh, I, both of those were really good because, you know, I have to yeah. watch and see and listen to anything that I get my hands on. So if you want to know more in detail, both of those are easily found. But I, I do want to find his book as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Now I'm interested in more and I want to follow. I want to follow the story. We'll keep you guys posted on what happens after Mexico. Like, we'll just, we'll let you know. Yeah. Hopefully, you know. He gets what's coming to him. I hope so. Yeah. And we hope everyone, uh, if you're going to do a new year, new you, just make sure it's not with a tool like this guy in charge. Yes. And I will bring you another story next week that uh, goes right along with this. And I, I'm telling you, there are so many similarities. Oh, I had to bite my tongue the whole time. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, yes. But no, it's all about, yeah, it's all about, you know, awareness and making sure that you guys are and you know I didn't know all of this I mean I didn't know all of these things until I started researching it and it just it mm-hmm. it really makes you kind of go oh wow right like there's all of these there's all of this out there I don't know so we have a we have a flip the script though don't we yeah well we were able to uh even during all this COVID 
nonsense that's still going on. We were able to take a little trip uh, to Wisconsin in a cabin, just us and yeah. our three families, kind yeah. of the same three families that have always been together, quarantine. Yeah. And we went tubing, and we had ate all the oh food, and we drank all the drinks, and we had all the celebrations, it and it was so much fun, and everything we needed. Uh, Tara, one day, <laughs> if we ever get the courage, we'll post the video of Tara of us tubing. Tara took a crazy wipeout, but she's okay. She didn't... I survived. I survived. It, but we have it on video. It's on video, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Every time I think about it, I can't even control myself. I was going to be my pants when I was watching it. I think everybody almost be their pants. I was like... <laughs> Let's do this. Gosh. Oh my god. Philly came back with a drink in his hand and I was like, I almost died. He goes, oh, what? <laughs> and he, like he really believed that I was, you know. Yeah. And I was like, well, not really, but I, I thought I broke my leg. <laughs> oh my god. So it was just really nice. I hope that everybody was able to celebrate and get a little bit of a feeling of normal over New Year, even if you didn't yeah. do anything, even if you didn't stay up until midnight. Absolutely. Um, I hope so too. I hope you're able to I know that when you flip the calendar to 21, it's not necessarily meaning everything is yeah, better, yeah. but I hope it gives yeah. people a fresh perspective. Yeah. And you know what? Don't be discouraged by some of the stories that we're sharing. Get out there and, you know, go for your goals. Just my advice to you would be, I've, I've seen people posting a lot of these things that they want to work on and they're listing like 10 really big things and yeah. that they want to change in their life. You have to realize though Take it one step at a time. Pick one thing and work on that for a few weeks. See how that goes. And then maybe add in, you know, something else down the line. But you don't have to completely change everything all at once. I think that's just very... Well, I think that's when you fail. Yeah. You're setting yourself up. You're right. You're setting yourself up for failure. So, you know what? Take it one step at a time and reach your goals. Maybe come up with your word. I'd love to hear your word. Yeah, if you have a word. Yeah. When Tara gets her word, we'll post our words, and then you can post your word if you have a word. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of have something to set your set your focus on, for sure, for the year. So, yeah, if you guys enjoyed this, obviously, it's it's this story was amazing. It was a little bit um, different than what we normally cover, but, I mean, I feel like people who are interested in all the true crime stuff, this is Yeah, right, there's no murder right or anything, but no. it's definitely, I think, stuff, you know, it's definitely true crime-ish. Yeah, absolutely. So... Find us. Yeah, so find us. We're pretty much the Wicked Ones podcast everywhere, right? Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And, you know, if you enjoyed us, please leave a five-star review where you listen. If you, um, if they do reviews, that would be, that would be fantastic. More people can find us. Or share with your friends. Yeah. Your loved ones. Please do. Tell people about us if you enjoy it. All right. Until next time, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.